My sermon title today is called The Work of the Holy Spirit. Let us bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we pray that may you will speak through me today. May you would use me to let everyone know the work of the Holy Spirit. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. I remember the Sabbath morning in the lobby, church lobby, a few months ago, Becky coming to me, super excited. Pastor, pastor, Ted has said he is going to study the Bible and get baptized. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was so happy to hear that. I could see the excitement and the joy in her face because when I first came to this church about two years ago, Ted has joined my photo class. You know, many of you know that I teach photography, so Ted has joined, and he's been asking all the questions. Pastor, what's the best camera? What's the best camera for me? How do you take pictures in this setting? And what do you do? And he's been asking all those questions. Then, you know what? Before I know it, he went and talked to his brother who works for Nikon, and he said, I can get 30% discount, the employee's discount. And he went and bought the whole set, <laughs> whole set. And he bought a nice bag, and like, okay, I'm ready. Where are we going to take pictures? <laughs> so... I knew that he was not baptized. Um, actually, I was surprised that he was not baptized. But, you know, we made that friendship, and we've been building friendships. We've been talking. I never really asked him, why were you not baptized, and when are you going to get baptized? I didn't ask him those questions. All I did was making friendships. We had lots of many conversations about other topics and whatnot. And we went to different places to take pictures. I remember one time that... Uh, Five of us went. It was, it was Ted, um, Fred, Lizelle, Les, and me. Uh, I think it was us, a few of us. And then we had many other people in the photo class. But we went, um, and Ted was like, oh, I'll drive. I'll drive. I can drive. And he brought his big SUV, making everybody comfortable. And he went and paid for parking. He didn't even ask for gas money. He said, you know what? I, I love doing this. So that's what he did. He offered. And we would go take pictures at the San Diego airport, uh, taking pictures of the plane landing and taking off. And we went to uh, Petco Park. There's a nice bridge, and we took pictures of that at night. We had really fun memories, uh, had great times together. But then when I went to the Philippines mission trip, I learned that all the Philippines mission trip, it cannot happen without Ted. Ted is the one who is organizing all the plane tickets, all, I mean, plane tickets, probably, Dr. M. Moore. But all the places that we stay, all the churches that we go to, all the clinics that we do, every single meal, like three full meals a day that we eat, that we don't have to prepare, that they prepare for every single one of us, he organizes all of those. Not to mention all the medications that has to be shipped ahead of time, to be sent, all the customs process, everything, and all the places that we stay, all the van rides, all the people that are helping, all the volunteers, just you name it, every single thing, he's behind it all. So when I heard that he's doing all of those and seeing him working for church, and as you can, I mean, all of you are here, a witness that he is working for God. He's the one who is going around helping with security, helping with deacon duty, everything. But then I learned that he's not baptized. My response was like, what? <laughs> He's not a baptized member of our church? What was going on? But in his heart, he knew that uh, 
this, this is the faith. And he, he's been working more than anybody here. He's been working for God. But that morning, when Becky came to me and saying that, you know what, he wants to study the Bible, I was very, very excited. So the first day that he came back from his second mission trip to the Philippines this year, and then we were sitting down at my office, and he came for the Bible study. I was very excited. I couldn't contain my, my excitement. And I asked Ted, Ted, all these years, you have not been baptized, and why now? And he, I asked him, so can you tell me, can you share with me your life story of what had happened? And he said, Pastor, I, you, you, you heard the story, that he's his testimony. But he basically said he was, uh, he was raised in a Catholic family, and every time he goes to see his relative or his, his siblings and his, his family, everyone is Catholic. And he didn't want to leave that environment to Adventist church. He felt almost guilty at, at that time. So that was lingering. Not that he didn't have Bible studies. He had Bible studies with the pastor from Hawaii, the Japanese pastor, and Pastor Liwanak here, and the, the Filipino pastor. He has gone through many, many multiple Bible studies where he came so close to getting baptized, but he said no, and it just didn't work out. So what did I do with Ted as far as the Bible study? Not much. I didn't really study him much. All I did was being his friend and talking to him. And he said, Pastor, all these years, I've been married for 40 years, 1979, so exactly 40 years. And he said, the Holy Spirit has been working in my heart. Ever since I met Becky, ever since I got married, for 40 years, I've been saying, Holy, Holy Spirit, hold on just a little bit more. Wait just a little bit longer, just a little bit. And the Holy Spirit is working on him, working on him, working in his heart. He said, okay, just, just a little longer, just a little longer. And he said, why are you getting baptized now? He said, you know what? Holy Spirit has been patient with me before for, for 40 years. And the Holy Spirit all of a sudden became impatient with me. <laughs> and he said, Ted... Enough is enough, <laughs> okay? You have all the evidences. I've given you all the time. Now, okay, go ahead and get baptized. <laughs> and Ted was like, okay, God. <laughs> no, I'm not saying Holy Spirit is impatient with me. He's ever patient with us. If you know the Holy Spirit, He is waiting for every single one of us, oftentimes until the deathbed, until the last breath. He's patient with us. What I'm telling is that Ted is willing to listen to the Holy Spirit. He's talking with the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit called him, he said, God, okay, I'm going to surrender now. I'm going to give up. I am going to get baptized. That's what he told me. He said, the Holy, Holy Spirit, who has been impatient with me for 40 years, is now impatient with me. He wants me now. That's what he said. And I said, amen. Amen to that. Now, that Holy Spirit that he has accepted in his heart, that brought this result of him getting baptized today. As I shared earlier, people who have worked on him, worked with him, the pastors that have given him Bible studies, that have been pushing him, Pastor Liwanak, Ted, when are you going to get baptized? Ted, what about now? That didn't happen 
those people who have sown seeds in his heart. Because I didn't know him 40 years ago. But now I know him, and now I get the privilege of baptizing him and sharing this joy and excitement. As Bible is true, when, when the Bible says, when Paul says, some sow seeds, and some take care of the seeds, and some reap. And in my case, in this case, I'm the one on the other end. But there are other people who have prayed for him, who have shed tears with him, especially his wife, Becky. Can you think of her pain, <laughs> if I could put it that way, and agony, and, and the weight? Do you know how long she waited? Can you imagine with her how much time she had waited? We say 40 years. It's just easy to say 40 years. But think about it. Your husband is not a baptized member. And you are waiting patiently for 40 years. I know she pushed him a lot. <laughs> but it's through the Holy Spirit. It's through the Holy Spirit. And if you can see her, she's just the happiest person on earth right now today. So very happy to do that. And I just want to share uh, with the remaining of time the work of the Holy Spirit. As we can certainly see in Ted's life and his commitment, Holy Spirit works in our lives and in many different ways. And, and I want to mention just a few how the Holy Spirit is working in our lives. First, He is with us. He's with us. John 16, 7 says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I go, if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. This is the promise that Jesus has given us when he went up to heaven. He says, if I don't go, as much as you will miss me, as, miss, as much as you'll be sad to see me go, but if I don't go, I cannot send the helper. But when I do go, I will send the he helper that he can be with each and every one of you. Now, I sometimes wish that I could be the disciple of, among 12, like Peter, like John, like other disciples, listening to Jesus, see him face to face, and touch him, eat the food that he miraculously made, witness him doing some amazing healing, or raising the person to, from, from death. I want to see that too. But at the same time, do you know that? When we have the Holy Spirit in us, that we have a greater privilege than those of the 12 disciples. Do you realize that? Because Jesus was with the disciples, but the Holy Spirit is within our hearts. Do you know that? Jesus could only be with the disciples, but Holy Spirit comes into our heart. And you know what? Jesus could only be with one person at a time. He could not be here and in another location at the same time because he had the flesh on him even though he was God. But the Holy Spirit, our helper, can be with you, with us here in Poway, California, at the same time with somebody, with someone in Africa, someone in the Amazon, someone in somewhere in Asia. The Holy Spirit can be with every single one of us at the same time. Amen? Amen. That Holy Spirit is working in our heart. 
the one who has worked in Ted's heart, he's working with every single one of us in us, in us today. Are you listening to the Holy Spirit? Are you allowing him to help you and your soul today? I pray that you would accept him into your heart. Let him help you. Let him change your heart because that's the work of the Holy Spirit. Number two, convict us to our sins, John 16, 8. And when he comes, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness, of judgment. God uses many ways to achieve that, a mission trip, a tract, a pastor's sermon, or a Bible study session, or a mother's prayer, whatever that may be, Holy Spirit will use those means and channels and reach into someone's heart and will convict our heart. Was there any time that you felt you were convicted? You know what, God, I'm doing something wrong. I need to repent. I need to change. I need to do something. Guess what? Holy Spirit is working in your heart. When you say, you know what, I'm just going to push that aside. I'm just going to brush that aside. I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to do it next Sabbath when the Holy Spirit calls. Yes, he will come back to you next day. He will come back to us next Sabbath. But you know what? Every time you push him away, you are that much further away from God. The voice that is speaking to you is that much smaller, that much weaker. Even though God is working very hard, you are pushing him away. So what is our duty today? When we hear the Holy Spirit knocking at our door, we need to come to him. We need to be convicted. We need to listen to the Holy Spirit speaking to us, just like Ted did. He waited 40 years. You may get away with 40 years, but you may not. Who knows what will happen to you? Because we don't know what God, what future holds. And I'm so grateful. I'm so glad that Ted has given his heart and he's baptized now. But when God knocks at your door please do not make him wait any longer please respond please accept his call please invite him into your heart number three he helps us john 14 26 but the comforter which the holy ghost whom the father will send in my name he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance Whatsoever I have said unto you. We're having Golden Bell this afternoon. You know, I'm not that old compared to many elderly people here. And compared to many younger people, I'm a little older than them. I'm somewhere in the middle. But a lot of times I think, you know what? I've studied that. What was that? I don't remember. I try to memorize a scripture. Two minutes later, it's gone. My wife can tell you, I forget things very, very easily. <laughs> when somebody tells me, Pastor, you got to do this. Okay, I'm on it. I'll do it. One week later, Pastor, did you do that? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. A lot of times, those things happen. But the Bible says, who will help us remember? Remember? According to this, John 14, 26, the Holy Spirit says he shall teach you all things. Anything that you want to know from the Bible, who taught you? It is the Holy Spirit. It says, bring all things to your, your remembrance. 
So people who are doing Golden Bell this afternoon, if you have studied the Bible study lessons, and if you want to do well, if you want to reach that 20 or 30 or reach that 40 to ring the Golden Bell, whose help do you need this afternoon? Holy Spirit. Sometimes we take that for granted and say, you know what, I know it, I've studied, I've memorized it, and now I know it. But you know what? It is the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we overlook it, but it is the Holy Spirit. And I pray that you would ask the Holy Spirit to help you remember and help you understand. A lot of times we just go to the Bible, we just pray without asking the Holy Spirit to help us to understand. But it is actually the Holy Spirit that will help us remember. Have you ever experienced that you have been reading the Bible, you're reading the Bible, all of a sudden that you, the passage that you have read all your life just comes alive? Have you ever experienced that? You know what? I've seen this all my life. I've heard the sermons on this so many times, but all this time I didn't understand. But all of a sudden, bam, you know what? This is what it meant. Who's that? That's the Holy Spirit. So when you open your Bible, when you pray, what should you do? It doesn't matter if you have studied the Bible all your life. It doesn't matter if you prayed all, all many years. It doesn't matter if you have so many PhDs and you have researched the Bible, if you are fluent in Greek and, and Hebrew. You have heard so many sermons. It doesn't matter. You have to ask the Holy Spirit to teach you on that passage that you are reading today. When you do, the Holy Spirit, who has promised that who will teach us in all things and help bring everything to remembrance, that Holy Spirit will teach you today. How many of you want to ask the Holy Spirit to teach you when you study the Bible? I pray that all of you will do that. Number four, guide us into all truth. John 16, 13 says, Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. We, as Adventist Church, we believe that we have the truth. Our faith is based on this Bible and Bible alone. But that truth is based on the teachings of the Holy Spirit. The Word of God, this Word is, is inspired by the Holy Spirit. The 40-plus authors who wrote this book, guess what? Did they write their own things? No. They have been inspired by the, by the Holy Spirit, and they wrote this. And as I said, the author of this book is the Holy Spirit. So guess who can explain this best to you? It is the Holy Spirit. So let's ask the Holy Spirit to lead us into the whole truth. Number, six, number five, the last point. Become the sons and the daughters of of God. Romans 8:14 For as many as are led by the Holy the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. People who are led by the Holy Spirit, the Bible calls them who? The sons of God. Are you being led by the Holy Spirit today? Because if you are not, guess what? You are not the sons or daughters of God. This is a serious message. If only we are led by the Holy Spirit, then we can become the sons and the daughters of God, meaning we become the heirs of God. Like Ted, who has responded to, that, to the calling of the Holy Spirit, and now he's led by the Holy Spirit, and he now 
has been baptized, guess what? He now is the Son of God. Amen? And you too can become, and you too should, you too need to follow the Holy Spirit and be led by the Holy Spirit and become the sons and daughters of God. How many of you want to have the Holy Spirit as your father? And I pray that you would give your heart to God, and when you do, may the Holy Spirit lead us. May the Holy Spirit be with us. May the Holy Spirit convict us into our sins to repent and come to Him and change our lives. May the Holy Spirit help us as the Bible has promised. May the Holy Spirit guide us into all truth. And may the Holy Spirit make us become His sons and daughters of God. I pray that you would accept Him into, ho- into His heart. How many of you wish and desire and pray that God, Holy Spirit, please come into my heart today and please convict me of my sins, change my heart, lead me, help me, and guide me into all truth and make me your son and daughter. How many of you, how many of you is that your desire? Amen. Let us pray that God will do that very work today. Let us bow our heads for prayer. Our Father God in heaven, We are so grateful, God, that that you have given Ted the opportunity to be led by the Holy Spirit. And now he has accepted him into his heart. And now he has been baptized. And now he is the Son of God. Lord, thank you so much for allowing us to witness him and his joy in his heart. And Lord, as he takes his first step as a new Christian, help us to support him, help us to help him so that we can walk this path along with him until we go to heaven. And if there's anyone who is here who has been neglecting the voice of the Holy Spirit, help us to open our hearts, help us to invite him into our hearts, help us to let him lead us, teach us into all truth, and convict us of our sins, and change us, our status, into your son's and daughters. Oh Lord, we want to do that today. Please do so, so we can all start our journey of heaven here today until we go home, and we can all celebrate as one family of heaven, one family of God. Until that time, please help us to be faithful. Help us to follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.